Welcome to Iona, a podcast delving into mystery and feminine systems, ancient, modern, and conceptual. I am Allie Kessler, currently a student and a seeker of rhythms, both cosmic and earthly. And I'm Anne-Marie Vivienne. I'm a writer, poet, theoretical naturalist, and a mystic interested in decomposition, beauty, and resonance. Hey everyone, and welcome to um, midsummer season in astrology, it's Leo season. Um, and to me, it's always like the mid season of a quarter of the year. Um, so the mid season of summer, or any spring, autumn, winter, summer, the mid-season of those is always like where you really relax into that season and you find your comfort in it. So Leo being that of summer is like, you know, summer loving and like relaxing into the playfulness and the joy and the leisure and the recreation. And it's just a really great season to kind of give a big, middle finger to work and <laughs> to do what you want to do which is literally, literally so happening cool. for Anne like that's happening it's, that's the reason is when you go to camp during this time <laughs> which segues into um, in my system of watching each astrological sign going through 19 year progressions Leo this year is in a third progression, which is its teenage phase of its 19-year thing. And so summer so, loving for so sure, teenage loving, style. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. literally like, you know, giving you guys, everyone, an image as we go through this podcast um, to kind of hold on to is like, you know, bringing back memories of whether you went to summer camp or not, just some kind of like young time when you were with groups of people your age out doing fun things and really like lighting your heart because you're being playful and you're recreating and you're just, you know, you're just having fun. You're doing the summer things, but also the awkwardness of that teenage time of like your hormones are crazy, all the awkward things are starting to happen. You're, you know, everything's changing. Your brain is rewiring. There's awkwardness with friends where one week you're in and the next week you're out and yeah, <laughs> shifting with, you know, peer groups are always a little awkward, but also like those young summer, you know, those summer flings that happen that are so... Amazing when you're young and just magical and you just are completely consumed by them. Or at any age. Really? (laughs) But like the first time you experience it it as like a teenager, it's just like you don't even know what the hell is going on. Yeah. I was just thinking as you were saying that, like, you know, as you were saying, you know, go back and imagine your teenage years and self. I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to imagine that I get to redo yeah. teenage years. Well, that's right now. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I just wanted to, that like, and what do that. you want to, like, yeah, like, 
Re, can I do like a mini redo right how, now? How would you want to remold that? Because you get yeah. to do that right now. Yeah, because uh, I think you all know uh, I grew up very Mormon, and I'm just like I don't really I really think teenagerdom got even more awkward and weird because <laughs> of that. So I would like to embrace some of that freedom that I missed out on. And but this like, is yeah. where I see the magic of astrology is we yeah. get to redo things if we understand what cycles we're in. So you get yeah. this chance to like redo. Like kind of cyc cyclical and, yeah. and it's really healing in that way. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of possibility for, you know, like some people claim we don't have as much neuroplasticity as we get older, but like this window, anyone can really tap into that big time. So, so you time to rewire <laughs> how you're connected to your teenage heart, you know? Because mm -hmm. Leo's about the heart, also a strong backbone. Like, what did you not stand up for yourself around? Oh my God, yes. Also, like, yeah, yes. like take more command of yeah. your teenage mm. part. And then yeah. also, I'm going to let Anne do this because she has something she can read about it mythologically speaking this time of life is when you find your brilliance and your weird and there's yeah. a person we follow that's amazing and how he talks about it mythologically so yeah so this concept of weird like the I don't know I love and I've been thinking of it because we had the Aquarius full moon last night and I was trying to phrase in my very um, beginner novice like I'm always trying to figure out how can I tie in astrological themes on my own without always leaning on Allie <laughs> and trying, <laughs> trying to intuit things. So I was like, okay, Aquarius and Leo. But I was just like, what is, what are the things that I love most about myself that are just kind of weird? You know, mm -hmm. like, and how can I nurture those and love those in a way that helps me move humanity forward? Like by, by right. accessing my weird and really loving it and nurturing yeah. it and just so that's and so this idea of weird I get, that's where I'm going to read from Michael Mead um, his book Fate and Destiny uh, he talked and he talks about this concept of weird a lot all over the place like in his podcasts and all of his books so this is what he says about the word weird he says Weird comes from old roots that include the German Werden, meaning to become, to grow. The weird is the precise way we are spun from within, the way we are shaped and styled and aimed at life. The weird refers to that which we must become if we are to become our true selves. Our inner weirdness is also our divine connection. Our essential task in life is to awaken to the way that the eternal would speak through us, to learn to live out our intended personality and the inner weirdness that makes us a unique torchbearer of the flame of life. Only from this ground of destiny can an individual life truly make sense in the end. I also love, um, I don't always bring in the full moon because it's like, we kind of experience it for a blip within the season, but it is the energy that's like, mm. um, that we're supposed to nurture in a season. So it is, pre you know, like if we have more consciousness towards that, but so that Aquarian full moon we just had and that energy is the thing we're supposed to nurture right now. It's in an opposite progression of Leo where it's actually um, in the sage place. 
Ah. So that's something to lean on, like nurturing our inner wise mm. person that's a weirdo too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> because yes. we're talking about Aquarius in a sage place, so it's like, I don't know. The, yes. The elder astrologer or something. <laughs> then, then Leo is our personal I don't know, courage and heart as like in this teenage phase too. Mm. So um, mm. they balance each other. Yeah. I don't know. But I think that also segues into the card we picked. Yes, for it does. this episode. So the card we picked to guide us through this episode is Mountain. And it's from the deck by Seal Grove called The Knowing. And this is what she says about Mountain. In the tradition of my Amira teacher, teacher, mountains are seen as wise. Grandfather spirits called Apus, and they remind humankind of the necessity of right living and relationship. Too much of the time, we consider ourselves so much more wise and seasoned in mind and intellect than is reasonable. And the mountains, these beings who have existed for millions and millions of years, look upon our arrogance as a primary source of our dysfunction. These telluric spirits protect and guide the fate of those living near to them and offer feedback and reminders to those who are living off course. To connect with the elemental teachings of the mountains is to express reverence for the historical wisdom of our planet and to appreciate the big history of the earth rather than relying on our very limited arrogance. When we lose mountain energy, we are aggressive, distracted, and absolutely <laughs> certain that we know the only way to do anything. However, when we, are in, when we are connected and in alignment with it, we understand and appreciate the teachings of all who have come before and live with respect and honor. Am I being arrogant? Oh my gosh. And I think that was like such the perfect card for that mm -hmm. Leo Aquarius balance with the progressions they're in with like yeah. Leo being in a teenage phase of like thinking they know everything yeah. and being a little destructive and then Aquarius being in this elder phase of like, excuse me, what? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like I'm going to impart some wisdom on mm -hmm. you because you clearly... Mm -hmm don't get live yet because you yeah. haven't experienced enough but you probably won't listen yeah but I'm here as a rock solid thing you can look to when you decide you need me <laughs> yeah well and I was yeah exactly well and I, and I was telling Allie before we started this like what I love about that card too and that that idea of the elder and the teenager is in most indigenous cultures over the history of humanity they're like the teenage when you become a teenager there's usually some kind of ritual to initiate you into mm -hmm. adulthood and that would have been led and guided by the elders yeah. so it's just like it feels like the that card is just making a nod to you you know during this like summer love teenage moment that like I'm feeling like there's some kind of initiation as well going right. on and I want it I was gonna I was saying like you know I do my walks every morning in the mountains and I'm like I'm going to approach my daily walks as if you know it's part of an initiation and like how is that going to change my experience and anyway there is like a unique link between the elder and our like teenage youth and Michael talks about it mm -hmm. a lot of how like 
if one is lost, the other is lost. And yeah. there's this unique connection. And in astrology, they really are tied to me, in, at least in this like human design mm. program, um, where you have like a subconscious chart as well, which is like yeah. about 90 days before you're born. And um, it kind of creates a square in terms of like these two charts you have. And the elder placement is at a square to the teenage placement mm. and so they're really dynamically linked and I think that's really cool it's like um and just thinking about my teenage years I listened to I only had one grandmother alive like one mm. grand anything alive at that point but my grandma like she was the one that could get through to me like my parents not a chance right <laughs> but she yeah like I would right. listen to my grandma there's That's some true. interesting link there that, yeah. um, and I think like the last episode I listened to, um, should plug his uh, podcast because we always talk about Michael Mead, but it's the Living Living Myth is yeah. his podcast. Mm -hmm. In the last episode I, t I listened to, he talked about um, how um, at that wise elder age, you kind of have the wisdom to be able to know that life is going to go on without you so you know how to sort of like plan and pass on mm. the wisdom and that teenage age is the one that's starting to rewire society and so there is this like that's interesting so cool. link yeah i mean that's my own kind of astrological overlay but <laughs> brilliant um, but anyway I, yeah so i i don't know i think there's something special about it. I love the symbology of this mountain right now. Like I'm just loving all these themes a lot, a lot, right. a lot right now. Um, yeah. Like, do get lost in your teenage heart. Reassert what that means and reassert your backbone. But also, like, notice that there's wisdom that wants yeah. to, like, guide that a little. And there's something nurturing about that wisdom that wants to guide. I feel like there's something really fun and secure about going into that realm of teenage love that feels like held and safe yeah. like do this but you know like the elders the sage has kind of got you right you know so it feels like a little bit like I don't know it feels really freeing and secure to you right. in a way that's I like I would not describe being a teenager as feeling any sense of security. <laughs> so this is really this is extra fun of just like oh being playful and yet with this like really profound security um, at the root of it. Yeah, it's really cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah, this is so much different than last season. <laughs> I know. Well, you can feel that difference of the cancer, yeah. which is really, you know, the initiating season to summer is cancer season, which was last time, and it takes you down into the roots of things, and you can't see. You have to use intuition, and it's so scary. Yeah. And it's ruled by the moon, which changes so much, and it's moody, and yeah. you're just looking for security and nurturing and this time we've kind of come out and we've deepened yeah. and the fruits are starting to come on and we have our stability and we're starting to command and take this, you know, recognize where we hold the spotlight well and enjoying that a little and being playful and yes. a bit diva-ish. <laughs> it's a new, a new thing for Anne. 
figuring out how to do I'm that. I'm trying to think who's like Leo Solage is it like J Lo is a Leo Solage. Okay. Um, I feel like there's a lot of musicians like that that have Leo Solage. Mm. But you can, yeah, it's like they just, there's this rootedness, but this like diva. Yeah. But as a teenager, that is also like a kind of a, I don't know who, like think back to like high school and who were the divas in high school. Oh yeah, like it was like a little too soon. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Too soon. Divas, you're like, oh wow. I mean, sadly, I was like, I immediately thought of like the girls who were sadly getting pregnant, you know, they were like super, they were... (laughs) I mean, damn, they were, yeah, they, they had the stuff. Or the, I don't know, like this. I mean, it could go the spectrum of like anyone that's willing to stand out. So a student body president, uh, a very sexual, empowered yeah. person, Thank you. Yes. cheerleader. <laughs> I don't know, but like who's willing yeah. to like just own their shit, you know, yeah. whether that's yeah. whatever, you know, niche they're in, but like. Not that you should rewire to do that, but like, <laughs> were there things you were jealous of of certain yeah. people that were able to like have some have kind of some confidence. kind of confidence and like how can you like rechannel in that like rewiring this teenage part of yourself to be a little bit more confident? Oh, I'm all about rewiring the teenage. <laughs> <laughs> redo, redo. I wouldn't say I was not. Confidence oh my god there was in not a... high school yeah. I, I mean I had everyone had their insecurities I was just rebellious though yeah you definitely I am jealous I did, of Allie's rebelliousness <laughs> I'm always like how did she know how did she know to rebel it's amazing well I mean I don't know another theory I have is like if you follow your birth chart your third house is your teenage years so the sign ruling that might have some influence and I had Aquarius ruling that so I was Damn. like this construct is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is all very stupid. But so I was so. not like the Aquarius energy does better when it's a rebel with a cause. And I did not have a cause. So I was just rebel, you know, doing, making really poor decisions <laughs> in life. But you never got in crazy trouble. No, no. And it got put in perspective because I did a year of high school in New Zealand yeah. And going from a very Mormon community where I was the rebel to New Zealand where all of a sudden I'm like, I'm the one that's like on the straight and narrow and this like prude. <laughs> I was like, whoa, flip my pers- like, yeah, it just put a lot of things in perspective where I'm like, oh, I'm actually not off the rails at all. Like <laughs> not even close. Yeah. So it could be much so, worse. So, so I came back my senior year very empowered to be like, screw anyone who thinks that I'm the black sheep because this is nothing. Yeah. This is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You did get a nice... I don't care what you think yeah. anymore. <laughs> did get a nice lift on your perspective, for sure. <laughs> I was in the bubble of all bubbles. Yeah. So. But I wouldn't say I was comfortable with the spotlight at all. No. So yeah, I could true. rewire that a little better. Yeah. I still don't like the spotlight. It might stem from that. I still love a pulpit. <laughs> You've got a lot of fifth house planets. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which is the Leo house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, what it is a season to just like explore too outside of these mythologies or 
the phase of Leo that I've talked about. It's definitely a season to explore um, what you feel really confident in to hold light about, mm-hmm. to hold mm-hmm. leadership and command about. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone needs some aspect of that in their lives and yeah. it's healthy to have a little bit of ego yeah just not just keep those mountains check. just keep the mountains <laughs> just in keep mind. the mountains canceling mm-hmm. you but yeah. but yeah it is a time to kind of discover a little bit about ego it's ruled by the sun mm-hmm. which is um along with the moon the only planet that doesn't well ruler i shouldn't say planet that doesn't go into a retrograde, so mm. it's always moving forward from our perspective of, you know, in our perspective, the sun moves, not us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. But it's always we're moving. All, we're all on the same page there. <laughs> it's always moving forward, so there is this thing of, like, it doesn't, um, there can be some things with Leo where it's unwilling to, like, reflect mm. and look back, so you do have to keep counsel, the wise mountains. Mm. It's good to check in with, you know, if you think of, you know, because it really connects to symbolically or mythologically um, royalty, so kings and queens, and they did, they need, you know, if a king or queen, an emperor or ruler doesn't have good counselors, their shit, you know, that's not going to go well for them. So counselors are very, um, to me, symbolically, like. necessary in this leo world um that's a fun thing to think about (laughs) as we're doing this like who do you consider now in your circles like who would you consider your counselors who are the people who in general are like hey uh do you want to think about that a little bit more Mm -hmm. (laughs) like mm, just you know checking in yeah yeah and you need that because Leo, wherever that energy is in your chart, everyone has it. It it can't afford to look back because it's got to lead, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't need those counselors. So it's not a flaw about Leo energy. It has to move forward. It has to yeah. not ever look weak like it's reflecting on bad decisions. It just needs to move forward. Um, so think about that. Like where is Leo in your chart and what is it that you're leading there that doesn't enable you to kind of reflect or look back as well as maybe some other parts of your chart or life or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's the center. It's the center of the solar system. Everything revolves around it. Yeah. And the sun being the ruler, it's our creative force, our life-giving force, but it's also destructive and it burns. So you have to keep that in check of like if you don't understand as a leader that um, you have your position because you're serving others and they give you that title if you take that for granted and you burn people and just become authoritative instead of or authoritarian and sort of instead of authoritative like you destroy what you're leading, you know? Yeah, I can think of a handful of people in the spotlight <laughs> right now who yes. I mean, people going to space because the rest of those people work so hard. Yeah. It's yeah. not going so well, not coming off so well. No. That's funny. 
And being opposite Aquarius, which is the crowd, the people, humanity, yeah. if you don't recognize yeah. that you're intimately linked and you start burning that energy, yeah. then the crowds uprise and overthrow you, yeah. you know? I mean, not to, not to be this, I don't want to dwell on it too long, but I did read an article that was, it just put it in just a really good job putting it into perspective of like how different it felt when like man first landed on the moon. It was this community thing. It was like the whole like nation, right. you know, it was like, this like coming together thing versus what's going on now, which is like this solo individual, you know. Narrative mm -hmm. of like the you know so it was just like oh yeah remember when we were like community oriented right maybe we need to nurture <laughs> maybe we haven't nurtured that so much no and we, we can, haven't <laughs> can start to nurture the community aspect again a little bit better right yeah um, interesting counselors <laughs> always keep them around I've got some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> thinking of the past couple months had some good counsel over the past couple months so thank god um, um, it was also where you have a lot of creativity so um trying to think like where's leo in your chart it's, it's i forget now second that it's house. new second okay yeah second. so like your value your voice your self-worth your fun yeah okay <laughs> i can do that yeah I feel like you've got a strong, commanding voice, you know. Thank you, and I'm still working on it. Lots of lots of singing lessons happening. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm investing in my voice. There you go. So, it's the weird thing that I love, I guess. That's the second house valuing, yeah, investing in. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That is cool. Where is it in your chart? Um, it's in my mostly in my ninth house. So um, platforms, mm -hmm. adventure, mm -hmm. authorship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, storytelling. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ali, telling stories for humanity. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. That's the the path right now. Hopefully. Yeah. You're weird. My weird is yeah. storytelling. Yours is storytelling <laughs> and mine is voice, so we'll figure that one out. <laughs> Sequencing also the ninth house is kinda like mm. the journey, the sequence. Yeah. The narrative. Yeah. Which I do love and I do feel like I have a strong command of. Absolutely. That's funny. I'm not ever really like I'm good at this. And I'm like, all of a sudden, that you. just came out Leo. of you. Look at the confidence. I'm rewiring my Leo yeah. part. I am. I'm like, taking control of narrative. I love it. I also do have a pretty strong conviction of when I hear other people talking about their narratives and I can like see through it and I'm like, your narrative is such bullshit. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You are very good at catching bullshit. That's why I keep you as a counselor. <laughs> athlete does spot bullshit pretty hardcore and yeah. fast it's good a lot of times it's like more in the public world I'm not as good at seeing it close to me but like in the public not close world. to you but you've seen it close in my yeah, yeah. like in my world for me maybe you don't see it so close for yourself personally but yeah I do see narrative and sequencing so I can see people's patterns and what they're yeah. playing at and I'm like no not yeah and Ali's really good at sometimes just letting me learn my own goddamn lessons 
I swear she's like, well, I've learned lessons about not letting people learn lessons. Yeah. (laughs) Allie's like the best doctor because she'll tell me when I'm really in danger, but then she'll also just be like, I'm going to watch you fuck this one up and get out of it. No. No. Which is nice. She she trusts me to be okay. (laughs) No, I, I used to call people out a little more than I do now and that always fit me and people don't like the messenger so we all just have to do our own thing figure it yeah. out I guess but I'm learning to listen better I think that's something that comes with age too though is like I think yeah that when you're younger and the arrogant sorry I'm only just pouring myself some water <laughs> um, I'm not peeing um, For all the giggles about, yep, peeing. Okay, that was my water pouring because we're just sitting in my living room. Um, (laughs) We moved it into the restrooms. Yeah, Yeah, hold on, let me just bring you all in with me. (laughs) Really got into some teenage there. Okay, now I'm overheating. Um, My goodness, what was I saying? I don't, I completely lost what you were saying. I do have something to say, so I am like not a braggadocious person, and I am being so right. Well, to me, it's braggadocious, so like, but I think it's like a challenge, like what, just Mm. out, just state it, like don't even think, count to three and state like what you're good at, what you're good at. Yeah. One, two, three, go. Go. (laughs) Are you asking me right now for reals? Well, no, but you should, yeah. Oh. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing it for them, but yeah, you should do it. I'm really good at making people feel at home. Oh, your camps are rising. Yeah. You, one, two, three, go. What story? Oh, hi. <laughs> well, I said voice before, so yeah. I feel like I just went twice. Well, good. You have two. Then. I, have, I have a couple. I, you know, I'm just really good at things. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... It's hard for this Virgo to ever, like, yeah. be... I love hearing you say anything. State, I'm good at something, and I'm just trying to claim that now because I'm in school for it, so I should be getting at least better at it. Yeah, I know. Your Virgo wants to just think of where you are in the process. Right. Rather than arriving at a place of expertise. Always not quite perfect enough. Yep. (laughs) That is, yeah. Hey, Which will be next season, guys. Look next forward season. to that. <laughs> be very excited about feeling confident now because next season <laughs> you will get cut down. <laughs> you will be you will be humbled. So just... well, <laughs> the progression of it to get you ready is like you know, cancer season, the initiation to summer. We go into the roots and we strengthen and stabilize, and then in Leo, it's like we shine because we're strong and we have this, yeah. you know stable position in summer that's lovely and relaxing and leisurely and then all of a sudden you have this thing that you're like I'm good at and I pronounced it to the world and then the world's like well what are you producing with that yeah (laughs) so I just can't talk about it you have to like be productive with it all of a sudden and not just bask in it so (laughs) um so that's coming so yeah 
So it's good to know what you have yeah. command I of, yeah. so you know what to produce. Yeah. So let's explore that. Okay. It is kind of good to know what's coming up, I think. Oh, I totally think, yeah. because, man, sometimes I get blindsided. Even why, why do I need to find the thing I'm good at? That's why, because you're going to have to produce it soon. Yeah. And then... <clears throat> or produce something related to that soon. Yeah. Harvest what you sow. Yep. So I'm thinking of that now, like, what am I sowing? What am I... I mean, that was Well, we just started we the just, season, yeah. so... <laughs> now I'm panicked. <laughs> oh my god, I have to produce. Nope, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. To no. me, that does put the pressure because I feel like oh, I've got to like I have all these half baked stories that I want to like start submitting to journals, and I'm like, oh, I've got to work on those. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I'm thinking of like how I want to do these ceremonies, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to actually start nurturing relationships with people in the industry more but for now I'm just excited that's what I part of part of using my voice I guess is is guiding ceremonies yes I agree with that okay and so maybe you need to with friends people you trust just do them hey equinox there yeah anyway but yeah this season though oh this season yeah because it's the light is on it Right <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> I forgot where I was. Just do it with people you trust. Yeah. And, like commit, you know. Yeah, that's true. I it's guess still in this teenage phase. You don't have to be expert. It's the time to like discover your gift and do it yeah. with your peers, the people you yeah. trust. You know. Like, yeah. And hopefully, I don't get kicked out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> You're out. <laughs> that's not cool. That is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was my I feel like that was a life has been a lifelong thing of like I am not cool just like when am I gonna get kicked out of the cool club because I feel like I get to hang out with cool people and I still am traumatized of like I'm about to get kicked out of this cool club aren't I <laughs> they're gonna find out that I'm a goofball <laughs> no that's it is gone usually I have a little bit of that fear in me but I think all of us have that teenage trauma a little bit maybe or am I just the only one no I think everyone has teenage pure trauma yeah it's rough like even if you were the mean girl or the star if you were the popular one you still have it you still the reason you are like the mean girl is you're scared right right probably I don't know yeah at the start something that's probably like a lot of pressure at home or you know there's like yeah. something that's always like right the dark side of that some shadow with it there are a lot of actually there are a lot of shadows with that Gemini progression of anything that's what I'm talking about with like Leo being in a teenage phase it's sort of like it's in a Gemini progression which mm. is seasonally when the sun is growing its strongest it's the most yang season of the year and Leo so Leo energy is in its most like yang part of its journey mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of shadows when the sun's bright right so oh my gosh they're so harsh they're harsh you cannot photograph in the middle of the day because of that unless that's what you're going for which rarely anyone wants to look at that <laughs> it's like 
That's a good thing to go back and explore too about rewiring oh, aspects man. of and so rewiring those shadows. There's some rough ones. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Mine. I moved a lot when I was a teenager. Yeah. My family and sometimes just me. And so I was never like stabilized anywhere, and I think that created a lot of shadows of like. Versus the total opposite of Anne, who was so stationary and in the bubble of all bubbles. Oh, the shadows. Oh, the shadows of that. Yeah, I went to so many different schools, different countries, different. Nothing was stable. Different houses. Different families. <laughs> lived with my grandma, lived with a host family, lived with, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we had very different teenager years. Which I think, um, psychologically, it makes somebody like more, um, like hyper, hyper aware mm. because there's so much, uh, Change. dynamic change in adolescence and group kind of culture within different groups and so you don't always know that when you're the new person or changing a lot so you have to be like so hyper vigilant of like those subtle cues that you haven't learned that they all grew up with kind of thing so that's interesting because at first before you said at first when you said hyper aware it's like interesting that's like I feel like I became very hyper vigilant Mm. But then you kind of used them both. But there was something when you said that. I was like, there seems to be something different about that being hyper aware. Yeah, I think they're different. Like you're opening up to the bigger picture. Whereas for me, I was very hyper vigilant and very narrow. Like, like focused. focused. Like right. this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing. This is what everyone around me is doing. And there was no expansive perspective yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, I think hyper aware is mm-hmm. a broadened focus. Like not yeah. focused. Like yeah. needing to take in all the information right. and understand the dynamics that are subtly right. at play versus hyper-focused is like focusing on one. Yeah, that's me. That was me. So we're, we're always opposite, by the way. Yeah, always going to be opposite. It's just great balance. So that would be a shadow I need to like maybe go back and explore Same. for sure. I feel like over the past couple of years I've been really tending to healing my hypervigilance and it's been I feel like I'm kind of at the tail end of that process. Not yeah I oh my gosh I feel like I just brought this episode down <laughs> all right back to to not you. I was gonna go into what I, I'm not gonna go into what I'm working on with that okay because we're gonna go back into the joy of we're Leo go season back, go back into pea sounds and things like that <laughs> the teenage joy the teenage oh first kiss oh man I had, I had just got my braces off and I had a boyfriend, but I couldn't call him his boyfriend, my boyfriend because you're not allowed to have boyfriends and girlfriends in Mormonism. I just got my braces Oh, on. I did. Well, I, again, <laughs> I was in the bubble of all bubbles. Like, I was in the Mormon the of hyper, Mormon. You were in the hyper-vigilant Mormon. Yeah, I, I was in that world where, yes, I had friends. There are different. I had friends who were confessing to their bishop about holding hands. 
There are, for those of you listening, very, very, there's a spectrum of Mormonism, yeah. very different degrees. Anne was at the height, and my, yeah, family was, 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 my family was the one that was, like, hiding out in the foyer, like, do you think we can sneak out now? Yeah, yeah let's go. <laughs> my family was doing extra church, including me. So, yeah, that, so my first kiss was braces were finally off after two years. Immediately felt guilty. Oh, really? Immediately. Oh, that makes me so sad. Yeah, so it was fun. And then... Oh. Because, because the, the boy... Did you think you'd get in trouble or it was just like an internal thing? Well, the boy said after we had kissed for quite some time. It was in a really beautiful spot, like on, in the foothills on this beautiful trail. Oh. Overlooking <laughs> the city. And... And then he said something like, I don't want our relationship to only become about this. And I was like, and then I felt like, <laughs> and then I felt like a whore. Oh my gosh. So I was like, well, I want to keep oh, kissing. So rewiring that. I mean, I think yeah. you have. That's... <laughs> I hope I have. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I rewired that a while ago, but yeah. Yeah, that was, so I, my first kiss was in all of that stupidness. That's your Allie's first kiss story, which is probably much. No, I think it was like a spin the bottle. That's so fun. Yeah, no, it was very fun. Yeah, Yeah. and no guilt. No, it was exciting. Yeah. So nervous. So nervous, though. How old were you? Uh, I think junior high. So cute. (laughs) Like seventh, yeah, seventh grade. I remember being in junior high and the group starting to play uh, spin the bottle, and I was sure I was going to get in trouble. So I left the room and probably ate a whole box of pizza or something like that. I did that a lot. <laughs> like when I got nervous, and there's usually pizza around and I usually ended up just sitting down and eating a whole box of pizza while everyone was like doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing. Wow, we really did grow up in such different Mormonism because I feel like my mom was the one, like even in junior high, like trying to pry out of my friends like, who is Allie dating? Who did you have a crush on? You oh know, my like, gosh, my mom thinks too. And I didn't day. want her to know anything, so I didn't tell her anything. And yeah, no, very different. My my mom thinks any kind of intimacy is disgusting. <laughs> so, <but laughs> still to this day, disgusting. Um, so yes, we have very. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Thanks. <laughs> well, that was not yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean. Still Mormon, so like, yeah. if there was any wind of going beyond kissing, that would be a big problem. Oh, buddy, yeah. <laughs> I was telling someone the other day if I ever would have even done that, I, if I would have done anything more than kissing, I probably would have imploded with guilt. I wonder. I just, like, been sucked into my own guilty shadows and never come out ever again. Right. So I was like, yeah, I can. Yeah, I mean, I think that was something that I woke up when I went to school in New Zealand. It was like, to me, kissing was was sort of where things had to stop, right? Yeah. Um, so I was Mormon in that regard. I mean, I guess a different degree of Mormon, but kissing was okay to me. But I kissed a lot of guys. Like, I kissed every guy, probably. I, so <laughs> I just kissed everyone. I wanted to... Yeah, I wanted to see what every guy was like That's kissing. <laughs> I still feel like I can count on one hand. I had very Maybe little two. interest in two dating hands. anyone. I just wanted to see how everyone kissed. Yeah. That's so cute. So, 
of a sudden it was like, oh damn, I am. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. will only kiss. Like, yeah. and so things sort of changed there, and I came back a little more empowered. Like, yeah. I am not a black sheep because I kiss everyone. Guess what other schools do? <laughs> <laughs> I was a damn prude. You just went for it. That's so fun. So, I mean, I didn't go too much more extreme than that in high school, but I I allowed a few more boundaries to be blurred after New Zealand. It's amazing. I doubled Uh, down. You know, I just kept doubling down for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, you know, so I wouldn't do anything stupid. Yeah, well, I did you ever go to camp? Oh well, I only went to church girls. camp. Church yeah. camp, which is oh, I did go. Is actually, everything you think it is and worse? I was gonna say I think I've only gone to girls camp, but I did go to a church camp that was guys and girls, and that was very flirty. Oh well, that oh we did have that EF, in Mormonism. Yes, yes. Why, especially for you. Like and I, I did go to one of those, and again. I could tell when people were doing things they were not supposed to be doing and playing games where touching was the whole point and I would go and hide and find a box of pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I I never want to eat pizza again right now. (laughs) I remember one year there was a guy that was like, you know, the guy that is just golden. Oh. Yes. To this day, I'm like, I don't know if I've ever met a more handsome guy, but like every single girl, and there's hundreds of people that go to each session of EFY camp. I feel like every single girl oh, yeah. just got like everyone, this you, guy You was, could not, you couldn't have, uh, re- like, you could not have resisted. He was a god. <laughs> To this day, I have pictures uh, of him. I'm no. going to go pull out my photo oh. albums from that time. I can't. <laughs> I yes. think I always pretty quick burned pictures. Very, very Burned them? Yeah, I've burned so many things. I can't hold Oh, like after a breakup or something? Yeah, or, like, or if just like even that kind of silly thing, I probably would have been like... <laughs> I'd never stand a chance. I'm burning it now. Be gone. <laughs> oh, well, let's pull that drama. That drama is amazing. You should bring that out more. <laughs> Me? Wait, yes. What I'm doing now? It's like confident drama. Yes. Okay. I'm going to burn that. <laughs> <laughs> That is some good Leonis right there. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I'm good at drama. <laughs> I don't find you dramatic. I'm not dramatic, but I guess yeah. I like I like I feel like I have a good I have a good healthy drama. I guess. I think that's Leo. The starlet drama is a thing too. Mm. The drama. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am totally back in some like some of that like heart drama of teenage, oh, yeah. and I'm just like, yes, this is yeah. so good. I remember lecturing my quote unquote boyfriend, who I couldn't call boyfriend when he was breaking up with me. I lectured him pretty hard about why he was a stupid asshole, and this made no logical sense. <laughs> that he was breaking up. Yeah, with me. I kept kind of being like, prove it, prove it that you want this to happen. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
you a command. Damn. Yes, he still did it. But, you know. <laughs> oh man, if a guy broke up with me, I was like immediately like. No, I marched over. Me I got in my car, like, and I was like, wait, what is happening? We must have been on the phone, but of course, pre cell phone, so I don't know why we weren't in person. And I had to like get in my car and get over there and be like, what the fuck is happening? But I didn't say fuck because, oh my god, I would have melted if I would have said a bad word. Um, but I was just like, <laughs> no, you don't do this, and here's why. That is some very good Leo Diva. Awesome. You're breaking up with me? No. Prove that you're going <laughs> you to... Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That is a healthy Leo. Good. Well, yeah, he's still totally... I just remember him like head... Your in, voice. Head you use your hands. voice. I you have command of your head voice. Head in hands, just wishing I would go away. <laughs> and I was like, oh I'm, I am not going away because this is a dumb idea and you're an asshole. Breaking up wow. with me. I'm gonna channel some of that in my rewiring. If someone broke up with me, it was like, what's wrong? Like, everything must be wrong with me. Yeah, now that I think about it, I think I ended up feeling like that a lot in my adult life of feeling like something was wrong with me because I wasn't ever finding the person I really clicked with. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, every breakup I've had, even my divorce, who it was initiated by my ex husband. I've always had a just like, uh, I guess, yeah, it's like, okay, fine, you're an idiot. Right. And like, look, you can't even, whatever. But then immediately my insecurity would set in, especially if I was like back out in the dating world or something, and I'd just be super right. insecure. Like, must be something wrong with me. I must just be like trampling men all the time, and I don't know how to not trample them or something. I don't no, I think that you likely didn't. <clears throat> I think your 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 Leo ness has healed, and I think you maybe didn't understand the value of your heart, so you weren't looking for someone that valued your heart. That is, yes, <laughs> that. that. And I think you healed yeah. that. Yeah. Ugh, ouch, though, but awesome. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was a good ouch. I'm like, wow, yeah, I would, wow. They didn't value my heart. It's no. a really succinct way to put it. Right. But I also settled. I, I won't say settled because that makes it sound. Well, you didn't know the value of your heart. Yeah, I didn't know. And now you do. Yeah, I like and my I've heart. seen that in the last couple of years, like really... Thank you. Understanding Thank you. that. Yeah. Thank you. I do know the value of my heart, and I love it a lot. Yeah. It's a good one. And I didn't know the ability to see the journey through my heart. Yeah. And I'm getting that now. Yeah, and it's amazing. So, what are you guys getting now about your heart? Yeah, your rewire and your brilliance of this Leo progression. I think that's a good thing to explore this season. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually liking the full moon following right at the start of the season. Yeah. So I'm actually like, do do we switch from doing full moon to just the start of each season? Yeah. So we can. I like that. I think we started out this podcast not necessarily being I think like we're, we're kind following of moving with the. We are kind of moving with half moon-ish 
I think we were doing two a season at one point. We, we were, started. we were, but we weren't initially going to like really strictly follow astrology and I feel like we've kind of mm-hmm. fallen into that pattern. Yeah, well, because we just never plan, and it's a really good thing. <laughs> it's like, gives our, give, give our conversation some structure. Truth. Yeah. So we've leaned back on Allie's astrology expertise to help us guide our conversations and through soon, the season. I feel like soon we'll get more and more Celtic mysticism, too, about the seasons. And Oh, well, yeah. Uh, my, my shamanic training starts up again. In a couple months, so I'm sure I'll be all over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and keening, learning how to keen. What? I just remember talking about different systems, bringing them in. So I've been following this Mayan oh, dream yeah. spell. Well, it's, it's not the traditional Mayan, it's based off of it. It's called Dream Spell. And today is the last day of its year. Ooh. Tomorrow, the 25th of July every year in this system is the day out of time, which means you erase all kind of cycles <gasps> and rhythms and it's like a clean slate and it's space. And then the 26th, so on Monday what? is the new dream spell year and the sun, it's when the sun rises with the star Sirius which is our closest star and our brightest star and has a lot of ancient religious symbolism, a lot of mythological symbolism. One concrete thing is when the Nile, when like Egypt was in its prime and the Nile would flood, it was always about that day when the sun would rise. So Sirius was the Nile flooding. So it symbolized a lot of fertility even though it was like destructive, like they still celebrated it because they knew it brought fertile soils and silts and stuff. So, very, so that's cool thing. That is a very cool thing. <laughs> Holy shit! I love all of your mind dream spell stuff, and that especially is so good. Yeah. So that's I forgot. Okay, so say that again. So Sunday is it's out of time. Like it's out of. So that the twenty fifth every year of July is the day out of time. So they have a, a lunar, yeah. they do lunar months, so it's 13 equal months of 28 days, and then there's a day out of time within that to kind of offset things. keep things in line with the solar aspect. Damn, I love it. It's a portal day. It's a portal day. Oh my god. It just kind of like, yeah, wipes the slate clean, you can break out of the cycle, um... Frequency shifts happen, apparently. This is the first one I'm going into it, like, really. I've known about it for years, but this is the first year I've really, like, lived this system. And I'm like, okay, I get what's going to happen here. (laughs) I am chills. I cannot wait for Sunday, July 25th this year. And then the new year will be whatever seal it's like they have 20 archetypes that cycle through the days so whatever seal is that day is like the ruler for the year so the 26th will be the first day and it is the yellow seed which is about um uh which i think actually is your seal in the dream spell it is you're right. Um, it's about awareness and having a target. To me, it's like very Capricornian. It's um, 
that intention place and a deep awareness and having sight and perspective and yeah. having a view of things that you can plan. So good planning year coming. Yes. We have been, let me see what, I don't even know. This is um, too good. Oh, lots of good energy. We were, this year we were in the storm, which was the clearing out of, oh, like, oh, boy, did I clear the shit out. Yeah, Holy I feel that. Shit. I feel like this whole year I've been shedding, yeah. like, figuratively yes. and literally. Yes, you it's literally, crazy for race. sure. I figured wow, it was Wow, that's amazing. Okay. That's very cool. Okay. Very cool. Done with that. I do. I yesterday I was like, I am done with this shedding. What is this about? I'm done. And you are. I'm done. <laughs> and finished. Finished. Now time for new intentions. I love it. Okay. That's exciting. I think that's a good ending note. That's a very good ending note. I'm feeling happy. <laughs> All right. <laughs>